0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all are listening to the Overseas Connection podcast. Shut up and sit down. Here we go. Would you come? I think we're just getting started. Medic! I'm a witcher. I think this is more than you can handle. He sits on his ass all day. Let's do this. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning into episode 760 of the Overseas Connection podcast. Today is November 26th, 2023, and I am your host today, Greg DeLacy, Gamertag Murphy's Law, OC underscore Murphy's Law on Twitter. And uh, it's going to be a solo show today. So you get to listen to me go on, much like Robin last week, but I promise you, I'm not going to bore you with a bunch of racing stuff. No. We are going to talk about life. We're going to talk about video games because that is what this podcast at the end of the day is about. We're going to crack open some ginger ale. Yeah, I'm hitting the hard stuff today. Um, and yeah, we're just going gonna to sit back and relax and have a fun afternoon. Hey, Boomer in the chat. I uh, hope you had a fantastic Thanksgiving. And of course, everybody, I hope you had a f- fantastic Thanksgiving. And if you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, well... You missed out on um, a day of uh, indulging, uh, just uh, eating a lot of food, being with family. That's what it's all about. Uh, okay, and Boomer saying no sound. That would be problematic. So, Boomer, you can't hear me at all? Okay, you probably heard no music. Is that what you're talking about, Boomer? No music, but you heard. you can hear me. I can sure... I'm just assuming it's that you are not hearing the audio because um, I do indeed hear my voice. So there's that. Anyway, okay. Uh, And if for some reason you're not hearing sound, I'm going to guess it's because you don't have your volume up. Just saying. Uh, Okay. Uh, What is on order today? Well, I'm going to cover the basics we are on youtube we are on twitch every sunday 9 p.m. in the west uh, in the uk <laughs> 4 p.m. in the west Co- east coast i can't even talk this is what happens uh 3 p.m. central time zone and 1 p.m. on the west coast uh because we are the best coast and this is once again is reaffirmed by the fact that in the central time zone kim is now under snow and i have sunshine so just saying anyway uh, we uh we do video game uh, conversations we do life conversations look we are a little bit more mature on this podcast so we could buy our own beer we uh we, we reflect on a lot of things and that you know kind of stuff is what we're gonna do to start so we're gonna do a little story time i'm gonna play the jingle if you don't hear the jingle it's okay i'll add it in, in post edits but for now just imagine you're hearing a jingle everyone here loves story time our favorite time of the day, and my guess is it's because my headphone feedback isn't working. I don't know quite what's happening there, so yeah, we'll just play it by ear. That being said, uh, let's talk about this past week. So, a lot going on in my life. Uh, obviously, I wasn't on the podcast last week, and and I think that is. Uh for, for those in the US, you probably understand we had an open house uh, because we are in the process of selling our house. But um, for those overseas, I don't think open houses are a normal thing. So um, maybe I can do a little justice and describe basically what that is. In, in a nutshell, when you get ready to sell your home, of course, you list it and you have a uh, you know, real estate agent that will help you with all of that um but you, you put it out onto the market and here in the US we have this tradition of kind of having open houses where you know a couple of days out of the weekend you allow potential buyers to come into the house and just see it without having to make an appointment um you know half the time i think half the people coming into your house are just people that were your neighbors <laughs> they just want to see what you've done to the house But you do every once in a while get an occasional buyer that comes through, and so uh, you know, and that can be you know to your benefit. So we we scheduled up the open house. The problem was, uh, and of course, you can never you 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 just you you don't know. But rain is the worst thing possible for an open house, and uh, because nobody wants to go out in the rain, and so of course, the first day of our open house, it was raining all day long. Um, not a torrential downpour rain, but enough that it was a, a pain in the butt to get out and go see you know, houses, that kind of thing. So uh, we had very limited traffic coming through that first day, and then the second day was on a Sunday. You're conflicting with people that go to church or people watching football, the NFL, of course. So uh, traffic was not as ideal on the second day either. But lo and behold, we did get a couple that came through the first day, and then the second day they came back. And they actually asked if they could come back at night, uh, and and be with their agent and come in and check out the house at night. Uh, they wanted to show their dad the house, and so um, you know they made a request to come in at nine o'clock at night, which we were like, okay, nine o'clock is a little bit late. So uh, we compromised and we said, you know, we can we can let you come in at eight o'clock. And they claimed they wanted to hear the sound and see, you know, if they could hear traffic from the freeway because where we live. There is a, 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 I won't call it a major freeway, but there is a freeway not too far from us. So you can hear cars in the distance every now and then, but inside the house, you won't hear anything. It's just if you're in the backyard hanging out, you'll you'll hear a little bit of traffic noise. Either way, we said, okay, that's fine. So we, we, we let them come into the house with their agent, and they walked around for a little while. Of course, we were across the park looking at them the entire time, watching them go through our house. Um... Uh, and uh we were just sitting in our car. It was it was very much like a spy situation where we're just kind of low profile, making sure they couldn't see us, but we could see where they you know them. Uh, and of course, I have cameras set up in the house for my son. So we were making use of those cameras and we were watching as they went through the house. Um, uh, so we surmised that this couple actually was live streaming their walkthrough of the house with their dad, like doing a FaceTime, something like that. And so, um, you know, ultimately they went through, they told our agent that they were probably going to be making an offer. So we were like, fantastic. That's our first offer. And then we had another couple coming through the next day on Monday uh, with their agent, and they came in and saw the house on Monday afternoon. And then they wanted to come back the next day and look at it one more time. And so, that was another good sign. So, we're like, okay, well, you know what? Even though we didn't have the greatest amount of foot traffic, we did have a couple different potential buyers that seemed pretty serious. We also had a third potential buyer that um, had set up time to come see the house on Wednesday afternoon. Sorry, Tuesday afternoon. Uh, So, you know, it was just kind of a, you know, a, a, uh, uh, you know, kind of a, well, they're starting to come now. Um, So... We we end up getting a offer from the couple that came on Monday afternoon. Now this this couple they had flown down from Washington. Uh, I don't know if that's a really an important detail or not, but they came down. They made an offer on the house, and uh, much to our delight, they were giving us full asking price. So um, there was a couple uh, a ca- couple caveats to it, but full asking price, which is great because you know we we were asking for. Uh, the higher end on value of the houses in this area. And so um, we were pleased. And so uh, we uh, basically, oh, look, Twin Rocks Runner is calling me. Eh, they can go to voicemail. Uh, anyway, uh, they, uh, they they made that full offer. And then we were waiting on this other couple because they had now said that they were, in fact, going to make an offer. But they had to meet and talk with their client at 4 p.m. in the afternoon and so we were kind of like, well, we have an offer coming in from this other couple, so make sure you get your offer in in time. Now we knew that the couple from Washington that uh, you know gave us the initial offer, full value. Uh, you know, again, there were a couple of things that they wanted to negotiate with us on, and we weren't overly thrilled. I, sh- I shouldn't say that. Let me let me roll that back. It wasn't a perfect offer, but it was a really good offer. And so we we liked it, but we wanted to hear what this other couple had to say. So we're waiting and waiting. And of course, this couple from Washington, because they had flown in, they were flying back to Washington. They're in the process of moving back down here. And they had said, you know, hey, we would like to get your response to our offer by noon the next day. So we, we knew we had a time frame now on us. So we're waiting, we're waiting for this other couple, nothing's coming through, the agent texts our agent saying, you know, hey, yeah, we're, we're putting together the offer, we should have it to you tonight, and so, you know, right around eight o'clock, uh, you know, we're like, where's the offer, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what's going on, finally, we get the offer, and it's probably 30, nine o'clock at night, our agent calls us up, and tells us, okay, okay, um, I want you just to hear all of what they want first before I tell you what they gave you for the offer. So um, pretty traditionally in um, in a house sale, at least in our area, um, the refrigerator can be included, but it's not always included. It, it, it's very much an optional thing. Uh, almost never are the washer and dryer included. Um and other things, you know, within the house are just, you know, it's, it's kind of the walls and, and whatever appliances are fixed, such as the stove, the microwave, those kinds of things stay with the house. But um, anyway, we get the offer and they say they want our refrigerator that matches the appliances, which, okay, fine, sure, go ahead. You know what? I'm, I'm okay with that. I get it because we probably weren't going to use our refrigerator in a new house anyway. So... Then they asked for the washer and dryer. Okay. Then they asked for my barbecue. They also uh, had been um, eyeing the wall painting that we had. And then they wanted us to completely pay off our solar agreement. And that, that, again, I kind of understood because nobody wanted a solar lease. They would rather own it outright. Okay, fine. But then the dollar amount. They came in 50000 under our asking price on top of all of these other asks. And so we were just basically like, uh, this isn't even a realistic offer. This is a joke. Uh, so we basically told them to pound sand. We ended up negotiating with the other couple. We kind of ironed things out. We accepted their offer. And so we are in contract to sell this house. And so um, as of December 15th, uh, that should be the final day where we get keys to our new place and we'll in theory be giving up keys to this place however uh we actually were able to negotiate out to be able to stay here rent free until uh, basically december 27th and we have to turn the keys back over to them so uh, it'll work out really nicely we'll have a kind of an easy move transition as opposed to you know like a hard date to to get out uh, from this house and Finally, you know, just getting our keys to the new house. Um, so yeah, so that is the, 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 the the house selling aspect of it. Um, it is done, uh, for all intents and purposes. Um, so next on the block, it's packing, it's, it's packing things up. And I got to say these glass cabinets behind me have me nervous. I, I, I because everything's wired and all of the the lighting is actually you know, double-sided taped onto the glass uh, shelves uh, it's gonna make moving them tricky. Uh, I think I'm going to try and move them all in one piece but maybe bubble wrap the shelves to protect them individually um, and of course move all the stuff out of them but uh, th- anyway yeah that's that's what I, I get to look forward to packing up. But we get to pack up finally. We no longer have to kind of walk on eggshells in the house because that's the other thing. When you do an open house, ideally what you're doing is you're going to take your house and you're going to declutter it. You're going to put all of the personal stuff away. You're going to you know, move out some of your furniture. You're going to basically make it look like a model home. And this way when people come in, they don't see your stuff they see the vision of what it could be for them. And so uh, the, the downside to that though, is you're, you're sitting there just, you can't leave any dirty dishes out. You have to constantly be mindful of, uh, you know, laundry, not piling up. You can't, you know, you always have to wipe down the shower stalls and make sure the glass is all clean and the mirrors are clean and nothing stays on the countertops. It's, just a constant. You're, you're constantly cleaning as you go, which is great on one hand, but it's tiring. And you just there's times where you just I want to leave the sink, you know, the dishes in the sink until the next morning. Um, but you can't necessarily always do that because you never know when an agent's going to say, "Hey, we'd like to take a client and come by and see the house." So that's behind us. No more having to worry about that. Uh, but I do got a massive shout out to our realtor. Uh, her name is Mina Reed. She did such a fantastic job. She created this awesome video. Uh, that I shared with our our WhatsApp group. Um, You probably could see it if you go on Zillow and look up my house, 638 Darlington Way in Lincoln, California. uh, You will see the video of the house they created. Um, If I was being smart, I'd put it up on screen right now, but I'm lazy, so that ain't going to happen. She also uh, had professional pictures taken inside of the house. I mean, just... She also was here helping us box stuff up. She was helping clean up our, our yard just to get things prepped. I mean, she did above and beyond what you would think a real estate agent should do or would do. Um, so uh, anyway, so housing done. Now Thanksgiving just happened. Uh, so for those of you that don't know what Thanksgiving is, well, um, you know, of course there is there's broader meaning of it in terms of the pilgrims and the Indians getting together within the U.S. and and basically breaking bread together uh, so it's it's a a celebration of family and friend uh, but it's also just become this uh, this traditional holiday where we usually will cook up turkeys we'll have all kinds of uh, fixings to go with it mashed potatoes and um, sweet potato pie. You can have a uh, green bean casserole. You can have, uh, you know, pumpkin pie is my favorite thing when it comes to Thanksgiving. And of course, turkey stuffing that goes in the turkey. Uh, but we had a non-traditional Thanksgiving this year. Now, not only were we in the process of selling our house, but we went down to my in-laws and um, my, my mother-in-law was kind of like, I'm not really wanting to do Thanksgiving. And we're like, well, look, we don't have to make it a big production." Let's keep it simple this year. We'll come down. We'll, we'll get there. Um, you know, we'll, we'll have some easy meal the night before. And then for Thanksgiving, we're just going to do spaghetti and meatballs. Simple. It was the greatest Thanksgiving ever. Uh, okay, maybe not the greatest Thanksgiving ever, but it was really good. We had a great time. We played Uno and some card games. Um, Thanksgiving meal was literally salad, spaghetti and meatballs, some garlic toast, and great wine. And it was perfect. Uh, it was, it was. There was no hassle. We had a bunch of kind of appetizer stuff, uh, charcuterie board, crackers, cheese, and meats uh, out for during the day snacking. And then we just gorged on a wonderful meal. Um, and I would just say to anybody ever wondering uh, if you can do a non-traditional Thanksgiving, 100% yes. Uh, so I, I highly recommend it. It's less stressful. You're not worried about, did the turkey get cooked enough? Did it not get cooked enough? You're, you're not having to worry about, you know, all the little individual dishes. Um, just, just have fun with it. Um, okay. So from the Thanksgiving, uh, uh holiday, we, we got back and of course now we are in the process of now embracing moving so we're going to begin boxing up stuff. Uh, we have already established there there's not going to be a traditional Christmas. Uh, so uh, my wife looked at me. She's like, no Christmas gifts, not even a Christmas card. Let's just keep it easy. Our Christmas gift to ourselves is our new house. Uh, we're also we're, we're canceling some wine club memberships. Uh, we're, we're going from five down to two. We're keeping the two that we love, uh, which are Jeff Rehnquist and a, a winery called Driven. And then canceling off the rest uh, just to uh, trim some of the fat off of the the, the, the monthly expenditures that we have because we're going to be spending a lot of money. Not only are we buying the house, but there's all kinds of things you just don't think about when you start to move into a place. Um, so I have to, you know, there's a new TV to purchase. There, it, it, yes, I'm keeping my old TV. But now in our place, we have a backyard TV. yes. You heard that right. Backyard TV that's going to sit above a fireplace in our back patio. And then we have our main living room TV. And that is going to be an upgrade. And I think I'm going to shoot for 75 inches, possibly an 85-inch TV. Um, so that is happening. Uh, I have to get new speakers for the ceiling. I've got to get uh, so the surround sound system can be in place. Um, we have to get a new refrigerator to match up to the appliances within the uh, the, the kitchen. Then you have things like window coverings. Um, I mean, just all the little things you take for granted. I'm like, window coverings? Why? Oh no, no, we need blinds. We do. <laughs> so um, that's that's the stuff I get to look forward to uh, in the coming month. Uh, but hopefully, come January, uh, crossing fingers, um, things will be a little slowed down. It'll be a little bit back to normal. Uh, what this means for the podcast. Uh, that, that is a big question mark. Um, not that we won't have podcasts, but just my availability. So, um, next weekend, I likely am not going to be on because I'm going to travel up to my folks. So you have Robin. So we're going to be kind of going a little back and forth with one another the following week. I believe I will be here for a podcast, uh, and have my computer set up. But right after that, we go straight into the move. So the following week, I may not be set up in time. So again, it's all up in the air when it comes to December. Uh, okay, I think that about does it for my story time. Um, you know, and by the way, let me just give Robin a shout out. Robin last week manned the uh, the show himself. He did a great job. Yes, I am sorry to those that you know we had to endure the racing conversation because let's face it that's robin's thing now he's all about the sim racing and so there was definitely an ear full of the racing stuff uh but it was good it was good uh he does a great job uh robin he can talk your ear off if you let him so you know what hey uh shout out to robin tate thank you for covering the 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 desk last week And likely, thank you for covering the the desk next week because um, it'll be your turn again. Uh, All right. Uh, So this is where I'm going to insert some uh, music uh, or sounds that you're not going to hear on the live version. Apologies again. I'm not sure what's going on with my headset, uh, but yeah, it's actually my computer. We'll talk about that in a moment. Today I feel like playing computer games a like playing computer games. All right, so on the gaming front, uh I, I you know, my PC is getting up there in years, and every once in a while when I have it just in kind of sleep mode, that kind of thing, when it comes back out of sleep mode, audio issues can can you know re, 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 re kind of pop up. Um, I don't know what I was trying to say there, but either way, right now, the audio, my headset, I, even though I have an earbud in my he- ear, I cannot hear anything being played. I know it's coming through on the, the stream with the exception of the uh, the sound effects, and that is primarily because uh, it's all tied into supposedly my headset feed. It's a hot mess at the moment, but don't worry. On the audio version, you're going to hear everything, and it's going to sound perfectly fine. Uh, okay. Okay games. Let's talk about games that I played this past week. Believe it or not, I didn't play that much. But I did get in a couple of games. So the first game I want to talk about is Baldur's Gate 3. Now this is going to be a very short conversation because in a nutshell, I tried playing Baldur's Gate 3 on my my Steam Deck. While at Thanksgiving at the at the in-laws place. Uh, thank you, Boomer. It's being played. So I guess the music did come through after all. Uh, but so yeah, so I played Baldur's Gate for all five minutes. Uh, you know it's tough when you are, you know, in a social setting such as a Thanksgiving gathering to try and just sit there and play some games. It just it wasn't happening. Uh, I did it early in the morning. I was trying to do it while having some coffee, but ultimately, it just wasn't wasn't. Uh, w- it was not in the cards for me to get any Baldur's Gate time in, in a significant way. Uh, the, the little tease that I got of playing it, uh, I still love this game. It is It plays great, by the way, on a Steam Deck, so um, you know if you were considering that uh, for the handheld side of it, absolutely well worth the, 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 the pickup there. Now, what did I play in earnest? I played a game called War Tales. Uh, so I am going to um, pull it up, some video of it uh, on screen here, if I can get the right screen to pop up. Uh, let's transition over. All right, so War Tales. So um, the description on War Tales, uh, basic. Well, I I can read you the description here. Hang on, have a second. Let me let me do that first. This is great podcasting. I, you know, I'm sure you're like, good job, Greg. Uh, but, but I do have the description of War Tales here. Now, this game came out about a year ago on PC. Uh, Lord, cheers. Glad you can make it. Uh, we're talking about War Tales, So this is uh, an open-world RPG game. Uh, it came out to PC about a year ago. I think it was in early access for a while. And then uh, it has finally made its way to full access, but also released onto the Xbox. And I saw it. It's part of Game Pass for PC as well as for the Series X. And so I thought, you know what? Why not give it a shot? And I played this using cloud streaming. So that was the other kind of uh, differentiator here. Instead of downloading the game, I decided to um, just play this solo. You know, play play through cloud. Don't download it. Just see if I like it. Give it a go. So real quickly, here's the description just to give you the ambiance of the game. Uh, A century has passed since the fall of the Adoran Empire at the hands of unprecedented plague that swept through the nation. Now the land is rife with mercenary work, banditry, and thievery, with honor having become an almost entirely forgotten virtue. Now prepare to lead a group of unscrupulous characters in a massive open world where combat, death, and the thirst for riches will dictate your day-to-day life. You are not the hero of the story. Sorry, you are not the hero of the story. Destined to usher in a new era of peace, your goal is solely to survive and thrive in the harsh and hostile world by any means necessary. So there you go. That's that's the lead up. That's uh, that's 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 the sell job from the company. So let me show you some of the gameplay. So it's interesting because uh, you know isometric view uh you control and this is the Xbox footage uh, Xbox capturing here so uh just know that this is it's definitely a game built for PC um what i found first thing i had to do was um i ha- i don't know if it works on Steam Deck i would imagine it does uh because it works great on the Xbox uh so um but you do have to increase the size of the text now okay sure my old eyes you could certainly put some blame there but um, I found uh, sitting where I normally sit gaming wise this the the text on screen was very much PC so it needed to be enlarged thankfully on the Xbox version they do uh, allow you to increase the um, size of the uh, the text and so it was it was a, a decent size it was readable enough so that would be my first recommendation to do right off the bat. Um, combat, how the combat plays out. So you wander the map in real time, kind of, I would say, almost like an old Zelda-like adventure where it's it, you're, you're, you're wandering the map. You see your group on the screen kind of cruising around to different locations, uh, and you, you see them traveling as a group uh, from a far back drawn, you know, isometric view. And when you stumble into a combat scenario, it then zooms into what you're seeing on screen where it's in close and it's turn-based combat. Um, so similar to Baldur's Gate three, similar to, um, you know, XCOM, uh, you know, turn-based and, uh, I don't exactly know how they determine the order of characters. They don't, the, the The tutorials in the game aren't terribly great. They're satisfactory, but they're not like uh, they're not really holding your hand a lot. So you kind of get thrown into the fire a little bit. Um, inventory management and upgrading is kind of a, a a learn on your own kind of scenario. They don't again do a great job of giving you the tutorial. But in a nutshell, you have your four characters. You are trying to survive and gain riches and grow your little band. And so you can hire additional companions that you have to pay. Uh, so you you kind of become a little army of of yourself. Um, I, I as far as I know, that's the that's the gist of it. You are just there to gain gold, grow your characters. There is an online component to it, a multiplayer component to the game. I haven't tried that out yet. I'm assuming it's going to be very much like you could be wandering around and come across another mercenary band of people that is controlled by somebody else. And then you go into this isometric turn-based combat scenario and play against that other character. And if you defeat them, you get some of their loot. I, I, you know, every time I've beaten out another band group in the single player, you don't get everything, but they'll leave behind certain pieces of loot that you get to capture uh, the other cool thing about the game is it has this kind of real-time weather system uh, also in place. so sometimes it'll get super foggy or rainy. Um, and then as you're seeing here on screen, you get some of these you know kill shots uh, when you're you take down a particular enemy and it'll it'll go in for that zoom in similar to like an Xcom or uh, you know game where they show you that up close more graphical uh, uh, version of the kill strike. Um, I like it so far. Uh, out the only thing I wish I had a little more direction on was understanding what it is I'm trying to do. But as you can see, it, it's got this, uh, this, this realism to it in terms of the combat side of it. And you know what? I, I just, overall, it, this is a surprise. Uh, and, and again, if you're playing this on the Xbox, when you play it, you definitely, you can sense this is made for a PC, especially some of the menu selections. You'll, you know, it, it does the, you know, your mouse cursor, beca- you know, your, your sorry, your your right thumbstick becomes a mouse cursor, so to speak. It's not overly bad. You can also use your, um, the D-pad to bounce between different things, so it makes it easy. But in combat, because of the way they designed it, it is very easy to use with the gamepad. And I found moving around the, um, the the territory easy with the game pad. Um, here, there's a shot of the camping, you know, scene. So basically, every night you have to camp. When your guys get tired, you need to rest. You need to eat, replenish hit points. Um, so there is that survival aspect to the game as well. Uh, you can starve to death, uh, and the game has difficulty settings in it that um, it does that kind of interesting thing where you know you you start the game off and you will basically kind of pick your band of characters. Um, they give you, I think four different choices on types of, of, uh, preload out. And then there'll be some characteristics you're going to choose that will give you some perks. And then they'll also give you some, you know, kind of, uh, cons or, or, you know, non perks that, uh, you know, can be basically bad for your, your, your group, uh, depending upon the scenario. And I think, um, trying to remember what i picked and i can't for the life of me remember what i picked but anyway uh so so it has that element to it and then of course as you're playing if you pick some of the harder difficulties eating and sleeping and permadeath become more prevalent whereas whereas, like the easier versions or the lower level difficulties uh, permadeath can still be there but starving to death and and you know uh needing to eat and find resources of that nature aren't necessarily a high priority um graphically i think it looks really nice not game of the year oh my god these are the greatest graphics i've ever seen but they present nicely it looks nice on screen um and and again the weather effects are nice as well um I think it looks great on this series X as well. So, you know, it's transitioned nicely to console. Uh, and, and again, this is on game pass. So if you have game pass and you like turn-based combat combat games, similar to a Baldur's Gate three, check this out. I would say the, the one thing this game doesn't have that a Baldur's Gate three does is magic. Uh, this is, this is set in a kind of more realistic, uh, you know, past history setting. Uh, It says, you know, it talks about a country. I don't know what country this is supposed to be. Um, I don't think I ever found that out. So is it a, uh, you know, English countryside? I don't think so. Uh, But so they don't give it that kind of realistic setting, but it's based on kind of that more, um, I was gonna say Renaissance, that's not right. Uh, You know, just swords, shields, kind of that Braveheart era, combat it's bloody it's bloodthirst but there's no dragons there's no mystical wizards nothing like that Uh, it's all very grounded in in our past history so to speak in terms of what's realistic what you can get what you can make so I've rambled on about this game enough but I, I, I do I really do think if you like this kind of game I think this is worth checking out again you can play it on PC it's on PC game pass as well so Give it a shot, and if you want something on the Series X, it's there. I would say play it from the cloud. Don't worry about downloading it. It played just fine through the cloud, uh, the cloud streaming. So um, that's a great way to test it. See if you like it. If you don't like it, it's fine. You just walk away from it. All right. So, uh, enough of the talking about games, because that was literally the only other game I played. Uh, But now we'll talk a little bit about uh, some news. So let me pull up... uh, I think this should work for us. Here is the fucking news. All right, so the news... Uh, where to start with on the news? Uh, let me just transition over to my news screen. So, th- you know, it, it was it was an interesting week of news in that, um, you know, we had the, uh, what was it, the Game Awards nominations, and maybe we start there. So we, we had the, the you know, the Jeff Keighley uh, Award nominations, and all of this was going on while I was away, but... Um, then there was this conversation about the Xbox tax uh, and, and I found that a little funny because I I think there's some credence to it but there's I, I don't think it's a console warring uh, kind of thing. I think the the quote unquote Xbox tax really just boils down to the the Xbox is not a popular system compared to the PlayStation or the Nintendo switch and so, Critics are going to play games on those other systems more likely than they are going to play it on an Xbox. And so by virtue, you're going to have that kind of slant. Now, let's talk about the Game Awards because I think part of the problem, part of where this Xbox tax thing came in is really because of how the Game Awards are structured. Um, So right off the bat, Game of the Year, we saw Alan Wake 2 was nominated. Baldur's Gate 3 was nominated. Marvel's uh, Spider-Man 2 nominated, Resident Evil 4 nominated, and then Super Mario Brothers Wonder, and then The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. All six of those games nominated for Game of the Year. I think for the most part, all worthy of being nominees for Game of the Year. The exception would be Resident Evil 4. Now, I feel pretty strongly that Game of the Year nominations shouldn't be um, remakes, um I think if it is a reboot of a, a series and and completely changing it similar to what they did with kind of Resident Evil 2 where it, it it really was not just a, you know, a a remake of the game, but they really kind of recreated that entire game, uh, including how it controlled and and um you know and, and how it presented different story. But you know, Resident Evil 4, Yes, they put a lot of work into this, but I mean, it is, all for all intents and purposes, the same game. So I don't think remakes should be making the list. Um, That being said, it is what it is. So those are your Game of the Year nominations. Now, I I think Baldur's Gate 3 is going to win outright uh, for Game of the Year. And, and primarily because it took the gaming industry by a, a lot of surprise. I don't think anybody saw this game coming and it is beloved by so many because um, they did such a very good job with this game. Um, I think that is how, you know, it's it's just going to get the nod as the the media darling. Um but the problem with the, the Keely Awards, and we'll just call them the Keely Awards, because that's, you know, the, the Game Awards, it's a marketing event wrapped around a award ceremony. Um, and, and that's the problem with the Game Awards, is that the, the Game Awards themselves are kind of secondary. It, it's, you know, this is a marketing event. This is E3-2, or part two, if you will, during the wintertime. Um, it's all about the new trailers that come out, the world premieres, and you know, the, and you know that because they make the nominations, you know, or they talk about the award winners. Sometimes they just they don't even show them on screen. They just talk about how they 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 gave them their award off screen. So the the award ceremony itself feels very secondary. And then I think the other problem with the game awards is just some of the actual awards. So we have game of the year and then we get into game direction, best adaptation, best narrative, best art direction, best score and music, best audio design, best performance. There's only one category for best performance. I think we should have best female performance, best male performance. If you want to be a a pronoun perfectionist you can have a best they performance but you know but there should be multiple performance related you know best uh secondary character performance or best npc performances you know things of that nature um you know they have games for impact what is games for impact What, what is it that even a thing you know best ongoing game which is kind of again super subjective uh because we have apex legends cyberpunk final fantasy 14 Fortnite and Genshin Impact, there are plenty of games that I think were more worthy of being on Best Ongoing. Best Community Support, Best Independent Game, Best Debut Indie Game. So so what's the difference between Best ind- Independent Game and Best Debut Indie Game? Again, you know, Best Mobile Game. They get into these genre things, by the way. You know, so Best Action Genre Game. Well if Spider-Man 2 is nominated for game of the year and it is an action game, you would think it would also be in the category for best action game. But it's best action adventure game. That's where it came in to be nominated. Not best action game, but best action adventure game because for some reason they've created two categories here, best action game and then best action adventure game. I don't get the distinction. I don't understand how you could possibly make a distinction between that. But but again, by virtue, if you win Best Action Adventure Game, then all of these other games can't possibly win Game of the Year. So what I mean by that is if we look at Best Action Adventure Game, you've got Alan Wake 2, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom are all in the Best Action Adventure Game. And then you have Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Now, if Star Wars Jedi Survivor should happen to win this category, I think that actually takes all of these other games out of contention for running for Game of the Year. Because how can they possibly be Game of the Year if they couldn't win their own category? So this is kind of the fallacy. This is the problem with the awards, the way they're set up. They've got these genre, these subgenres set up, and then they've got this overarching best game of the year. Well, if you can't win your own subgenre, then how can you possibly win game of the year? Also, and this is where that Xbox Tax thing kind, of, kind of comes into place. Um, Resident Evil 4, I believe, is nominated in in five different categories. The only other game to be nominated in five different categories is Hi Fi Rush. If your game is nominated for five different independent awards within the game awards thing, you would think, or I personally would think at least, that would make it really kind of cream of the crop and maybe it should be in consideration for game of the year. Yet somehow it was left at the cutting room floor uh, and, and didn't make it into the cut. So again, I think I think the game awards can have a lot of cleanup. I think they can get rid of... Um, Oh God! The best esports game uh, content creator of the year. Get rid of that crap. It, th- that's not, you know, it's not most anticipated game. What? What is? What is this award? It's not even an award. So, I, I think Keeley needs to really rethink the actual awards given out and and create something maybe a little bit more akin to the Oscars. We want this to be the Oscars for video games. Let's give the categories a better, you know, an overhaul and something that's more relatable to, you know, what it should be, which is let's focus in on some of the performance. Let's focus in on direction. Let's focus in on writing. Let's focus in on on music and score. Let's focus in on graphics and and have, you know, a graphics category. Let's get to some of that nitty, nitty gritty stuff and get away from the genre based stuff because the genre based stuff to me, it just doesn't quite work. Um, okay, that's my rant on the game of the year awards and, of course, the Xbox tax. Um, what else? Uh, there was some other stuff I wanted to talk about here. Uh, we can talk about some of the just the video game news that kind of happened over the past, uh, past couple weeks. Um, I'm on uh, the Video Games Chronicle website. I'm, that's typically where I'm pulling news stories from. So I'm just going to kind of roll through this. There's a bunch of, oh God, uh, a, a gazillion stories around um, Black Friday deals. Look, if if you needed a video game console, Black Friday is the time to have gotten it. Uh, hopefully you were able to score something off of Black Friday if you were indeed looking to do that. Me personally, I found a house. Uh, no, not really, but we we pretty much are are squared away on all of that. Uh, Warner Brothers denies the Wonder Woman game will be a live service game. Uh, A a job listing suggested the game could feature live service elements. Look, I am sure Wonder Woman will have some live service elements to it. Almost all the games these days do. They have DLC, they have cosmetics you can buy, uh, even when they're single player. So I'm I'm not going to be shocked. Uh, but does this mean the game will be a, a straight live services game? No, I, 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 my guess is it's going to be something similar to what they've done with, you know, the Batman series games where you're, you're going to have some of those DLC things that you can get and buy and spend money on beyond just the base game. But um, it's not going to be, uh, you know, that what we've come to know as a live service game. Uh, Infinity Ward expands again with a new studio in Austin, Texas. Uh, so they opened another studio earlier in Spain this year. So they are expanding, which is interesting. So, um, Infinity Ward continues to grow. Um, scrolling through here, uh, looks like Immortals of Avian studio layoffs, uh, you know, came down to poor sales in a you know in a crowded market. Per CEO, uh, I keep forgetting Immortals of Avian even came out. I've heard good things about the game, by the way, uh, so it might be worth checking out. It might be a Black Friday sale right now. You never know. Uh, I didn't bother looking, but I I think that game really, it, it, it really was, it came out at a bad time uh, because it was overshadowed by Baldur's Gate 3. It was overshadowed by all of the other upcoming games that were coming out, so people had a lot of anticipation for Starfield, Spider-Man, um, and so it just never caught on. So yeah, I, I imagine, uh, mortals of avium will, will strike some kind of deal with game pass or PlayStation to get it out there. Um, it, sh- well, I think it'll actually be on EA's, uh, EA's play. So anyway, uh, PlayStation platinum plus, uh, or sorry, PlayStation plus premium members, uh, are getting a trial demo of both Baldur's gate three and golem. Um, One game is not like the other. Uh, Gosh. Uh, Oh, yeah. So there is a demo for, you know, uh, Avium, uh, Immortals of Avium. Uh, Thank you, Kim, for that. Uh, I see the Turkey uh, Fest has uh, ended. Uh, But yeah, um, this is interesting. This PlayStation Plus Premium trial. Now, they talked about this as being one of the perks of the the system. I, I haven't really heard a lot about a lot of game trials coming to PlayStation Premium. These are actually the first two notable ones that I can remember, uh, non-Sony related. Um, Baldur's Gate 3 is a great game. So this is a nice score for somebody you know that wants to try out the game, go in and, and, and trial the game. Uh, this also kind of points to me thinking that maybe Baldur's Gate 3 hasn't had the critical success we had hoped for PlayStation, uh, the PlayStation release uh Gollum trials you know again two sides of the coin that's a game that absolutely got panned uh and so uh maybe they're trying to redeem themselves a little bit by getting it on They, you know they got a little deal here so they can get a little bit extra money uh go try it if you want but i personally i just have no desire to play that game uh so yeah, but they're there. Hey, PlayStation Plus Premium members, here's a nice perk for you. So go check it out uh and and I would be curious to hear what you think of it. Uh okay. Uh let's see. There is a closed alpha test for the Suicide uh, Squad Kill the Justice League game. Um you know this game I am I'm cautiously optimistic. Uh, I I didn't love what I saw, uh, the first time, but this test is going to be held November 30th, uh, 6 PM on the West coast, sorry, 6 AM on the West coast, 9 AM on the East coast. We don't care about Kim's time zone. Uh, it'll be 12 PM British standard time. Um, you know, if you can get into the, the close, you know, the closed beta, Hey, maybe it's interesting. I, I don't know. Uh, My first impression of the game was not great. So I am less likely to be inclined to try and check this out. But if reviews start coming through and they're positive, maybe just maybe I will check it out. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Sony suggests more PlayStation Portal stock could be available in the UK this week. Did that release? Did I I just completely miss that? The PlayStation Portal is, is out. Uh, your your PSP that's not really portable is out Uh, I I just again I don't understand where this fits Uh, I I suppose if you just uh, again it's it's really just a one thing device you're on your couch the tv's being used okay you can play play your playstation 5 on your your portal you can't do anything with it beyond that. You can't stream Netflix to it. You can't. Uh, you cannot play cloud games on it. You can't take it outside of the house or anywhere other than you have to be able to remote connect to your PS5. Um, so supposedly, it sold out quickly in the UK. Uh, I'm assuming it. Uh, we have to wait till next month uh, in the US. So uh, it launched in the UK. Uh, it says, in the U.S., the PlayStation Direct site says the handheld, not in stock. Please check back early December for more details of stock availability. So, okay, it launched in the U.S. as well. Again, I totally forgot this thing was coming. Um, and uh, apparently it sold out. So a bunch of people have their lovely PlayStation portal. And they are now locked and loaded uh, on the couch next to their TV. Um, uh, what, what other stories came out? What What, what other tidbits can we... Just glean from uh, the news: uh, Activision claims Modern Warfare 3 is seeing record engagement levels for the trilogy. Uh, so this is this is the new sales metric we get to to endure the engagement. Um, Thank you for the historic launch, the site said uh, Tuesday. Just two weeks in, Modern Warfare 3 has already set records with the highest engagement in the Modern Warfare trilogy. According to the game publisher, the game has seen more hours played overall than 2019's Modern Warfare and last year's Modern Warfare 2. Uh, It's also called the game's Zombies Mode, the most engaging third mode in a Modern Warfare history. Uh, And so the campaign players have put in more time per player in Modern Warfare 3 than the previous two installments. Look, it was a short campaign, so I think everybody figured they could probably just power through the campaign. Um zombie modes yeah uh, that's the one that intrigued me the most about this i still have yet to play it by the way uh that again life is getting in the way of me playing video games um uh, let's see here modern warfare 2 topped 1 billion in sales in 10 days so microsoft is happy they've recouped 1 billion of their 70 billion dollar deal uh there we go um yeah, we'll see how Modern Warfare 3 holds up uh, over over time. Um, oh, sorry, Modern Warfare 2. I was talking about Modern Warfare 2 sales. We don't know what the sales are for Modern Warfare 3. We just know physical sales during the launch week in the UK were down 25% compared to its predecessor. So uh, that's not encouraging. But again, we're talking about engagement. We don't talk about sales anymore, just engagement. Uh, Sony set to face a $5 billion class action lawsuit over PlayStation store prices. Uh, interesting little tidbit here, a class action lawsuit accusing Sony of overcharging PlayStation store customers by up to 5 billion, uh, uh sorry, 5 billion pounds, uh, 600, uh, 6 billion, 6, blah, if I could only talk, it would really help 6.27 billion uh, in us dollars. Um, the UK's uh, specialist court has ruled that the trial can proceed. So uh, it alleges that Sony uh, abuses its dominant position in the market by charging excessive PlayStation store prices. Uh, This was uh, a lawsuit that was filed by the consumer rights uh, campaigner, Alex Neal, on behalf of 8.9 million PlayStation customers. uh, And that would be in the UK. So, uh, that's interesting that's one to watch um you know price fixing that kind of thing price gouging um, never never a good look uh now granted i don't necessarily know sony has purposely gone out and done some of this stuff but we'll see uh, Boomer, you need. To, yes, I do need to join you for uh zombies. Absolutely. So we can actually have a squad of three, as opposed to how they do it, which is you and Kim would be playing by yourselves, and then there would be one random person with you that would go off and run off on their own. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. Last news stories. Let's just scrub the first page and see what's here. Um. Uh. Ue. Ue. U-E- U-F- Ufa. UEFA Euro 24 is coming to EA Sports FC 24 as a free update. I don't even know what that means. I'm assuming it's soccer players. Yes, I said soccer players. Uh, More soccer players for FC 24. Uh, Modern Warfare 3 developer is investigating an exploit that lets players sprint while lying prone. Well, yeah, that would be problematic. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Okay. a bunch of more Black Friday deals. Look, again, if you needed anything gaming-related, this weekend and Monday, the Amazon Cyber Monday days, these are the days to go buy video game stuff. Um, Ubisoft says a technical error was behind the pop-up adverts in Assassin's Creed. Now, this is an interesting story because this... This came about, uh, there was a news story that basically said a Reddit clip, a user uploaded a clip uh, showing uh, an unwelcome interruption popping up while they were attempting to access Assassin's Creed Odyssey uh, in-game map on the Series X. So in a nutshell, they went to go to the map screen in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and this pop-up ad shows up on screen for just a few seconds saying Assassin's Creed Mirage 25 20% off Black Friday sale uh, and then you can close it or you can go buy the game now and then the the ad disappeared once you closed it that's in game not we're not talking about a loading screen we're not talking about uh, you know on a dashboard somewhere We're talking about this ad popped up when he went to go to the map screen. This ad pops up and Ubisoft is saying it was a technical error. Well, I'm sure it was a technical error because they didn't mean for him to see it. But they 100% are experimenting with in-game ads. That's absolutely shitty. Do not want. Please, please, please keep that crap out of games. I don't mind a dashboard app when I'm sitting on a dashboard screen, you know, uh, much like, you know, TV, whatever. You get a commercial that'll pop up here and there. But in the games, the games that you have bought and paid money for, I'm sorry. No, that can't be. Now, maybe, actually, as I'm talking this through, maybe this is the plan in that Ubisoft has their subscription service. Maybe they're going to create an ad supported tier where, maybe you can get into their subscription service at a discounted price, but of course, you will have ads. Oh, yeah. I, I actually think that might be the case, and that sucks. Um, I, I hate uh, the ads. What is Peacock, I think, has, uh, or Paramount Plus has a subscription service, two tiers. One is like $5 a month, and one is $10 a month, and the $5 a month subscription that you're paying for still has ads. No, thank you. Do not want. Uh, anyway, hopefully you, you you now hear me and understand. I do not like that. Uh, the division Heartland has been rated and suggests it could be releasing soon. Uh, I forget this game is even coming. Uh, so um, let's see trying to think where so in september ubisoft announced the division three was in early development the publisher announced that julian gary who is currently cre- currently serving as creative director on star wars outlaws has also been appointed as executive producer to the division series uh, but i'm trying to think of where it has been uh so it was rated in the taiwan uh ratings board suggesting a release date could be close the rating board states it was rated on november 14th um Maybe a January release, February release, uh, or possibly March. I, I can't go much beyond that, though. Uh, typically speaking, you're not you're not going that far out for ratings. So, um, I guess expect to see that game soon. I don't know if it's going to be good or not, but hey, we'll see. Uh, and I think that does it for the news. Uh, yeah. So, so there we go. That that is the news as it stands now. And uh, what else? What else can we talk about? We could talk about new releases. uh, But Kim didn't update our new release schedule. Shame on you, Kim. It's all your fault. Uh, Let me see if I can just get into that. I don't think there's really going to be much new releases anyway. But let's see if we can pop in the new release calendar. Again, all Kim's fault. Uh, But for... Uh, Let's see, November... Is there anything coming out? Well, yeah, there's a a few. So November 28th, you've got Calico on PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. You have Dune Spice Wars uh, coming to the Xbox Series X and S for November 28th. Uh, Rollerdome is now making its way to the Xbox Series X and S, also on the 28th. Uh, Biomutant. Uh, That's a game I was really interested in but never came out. Uh, Well, I shouldn't say it came out. I just never bought it. Uh, But that's coming to the Switch on November 30th. And then uh, Gangs of Sherwood. That will be coming to the PlayStation 5 Series X and S PC on November 30th. Along with Hitman Blood Money Reprisal for iOS and Android. Uh, And then um, Turok 3. Shadow of Oblivion Remastered for PlayStation 5, Series X, and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, PC, everything under the sun. That'll be November 30th. And then if we go into December, uh, and there's a couple games on December 1st, so we can talk about that. You've got Batman Arkham Trilogy for the Switch. You have Dragon Quest Monsters, The Dark Prince, and then SteamWorld Build. Uh, That will be coming for PlayStation 5, Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, PC, everything under the sun, December 1st uh, for all the three of those games. And that rounds out the new releases for next week. Okay. So we got the new releases. No thanks to Kim. Uh, I'll be honest. Halo, I've been loving playing Halo, but schedule-wise, it's been challenging. So the Wednesday night Halos... It's going to be hit and miss for me, uh, and that's just because life right now is very much in the way. But uh, you know, look for for Snugins, look for um, you know Martin, look for Lewis. They are doing their best to keep that going on Wednesdays. So if you see us out there, hop in, have some fun. Uh, it, Halo Infinite has become a fantastic game again. Uh, it has seen a rebirth with uh, you know the the launch of Forge. I think really was the most important thing this game could have. It's a shame they didn't have it at launch because it reviewed great, but it just didn't have the content to follow up. And Forge is now really the powerhouse supplying that content. Um, Bongo is doing his racing bits. So uh, if you want to talk racing, hang out, play some Assetto Competizione, I don't know how to say the name of the game. Uh, but yeah, uh, Bongo's doing that. Sunday night's kind of every other week. Um, he has... Uh, a Sunday night community uh, race night. And then during the week, he is absolutely doing Wednesday nights, usually around 8 p.m., 9 p.m. in the UK for about an hour. Um, all right. It's that time. I've I've rambled on at least an hour. So hopefully you've enjoyed the hour that I've given you of just rambling, talking about nonsense, talking about video games, talking about life. Um, it's what we do. And so importantly if you've listened to this and and i appreciate lord being here i appreciate boomer being here i'm not sure i appreciate kim being here because it really just rubs in the fact that she could have been on the podcast but she chose not to be so in that case hopefully her chiefs are losing to the raiders because that would be the ultimate insult i don't know if they are or not not paying attention right now um but yeah give us a like give us a follow if you're on youtube do that if you're on twitch subscribe all that good stuff uh If you see us on social media, uh, we're on Twitter. We're also on our own individual uh, Twitter handle. So you can check us out and follow us there. And yes, it's Twitter. I'm sorry. I'm not going to say X ever. So I think Elon just needs to get over the fact that the name X doesn't work. Make it Twitter back again. Just agree you made a little bit of a mistake there. It was a wrong step. Nobody is calling it X. Everybody is calling it Twitter or they stumble around stupidly. and be like, well, it's X or Twitter, you know, or, or Twitter, formerly Twitter X. It's just, just call it Twitter, please. For the love of God. Um, shout out to Robin and Judith, uh, loved seeing they had a great date night last night. Uh, I hope Robin has gotten many Skype calls during his racing tonight. Um, Shout out to Kim. Kim, uh, I give you a hard time, but no, uh, I hope you had a fantastic Thanksgiving with your family, and it was kind of spread out over two different weekends, so hopefully that uh, it all came together nicely. Um, shout out to Mark. I hope your back is feeling better. He, he hurt his back with work, uh, and, and hopefully, Mark, one of these days we can drag you back to the show. You, you hinted at possibly coming in on Off Weeks with Robin. Not No pressure, no pressure, but some pressure um uh, pete get fired already what are you doing um no pete pete is in the midst of of transitioning out of his current work uh he is uh working on his boat tirelessly hopefully that is all coming together nicely for him and his family Um, but uh, we do miss pete he had contacted us saying he should be back next week we'll see uh and uh shout out to my wife uh because she's been working hard getting this house ready to be sold and above and beyond that we we actually reskinned or rescreened screens today right before the show telling you what i was you know there's a, a hint into my life uh but um she's she's good she's good uh so just want to give her a shout out also had I known rescreening a screen was as easy as it is these days uh, because you don't you no longer have to use the stupid aluminum screen. you can use a vinyl screen that just cuts super easy. Oh my god, I would have rescreened all of our screens anyway. Uh, that's it. I can't think of anything more to ramble on about so I'm not gonna I'm just gonna say thank you for tuning in. Come back next weekend. You're probably going to be subjected to a lot of racing conversation, unfortunately. I'm sorry. But it is what it is. Um, But if you can stomach that, please come back. uh, Because we will have additional conversation beyond just racing nonsense. All right. That's it. I'm out of here. Have a great rest of your week. And come back next week. We'll talk then. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Overseas Connection Podcast. See you same time next week.